Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements, and welcome to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Our show proudly brought to you by... Howry, Breen, and Herman Attorneys at Law. Their office is located in the shadow of the University of Texas. Pokey Joe's Barbecue with locations throughout Austin and Central Texas. Great ribs and brisket and sausage and pork and chicken. And the best side dishes in town make it Pokey Joe's Barbecue tonight. S&B Amusements. Steve Brunson and the guys at S&B Amusements will fix your pinball machines, your jute boxes, everything you need. Also, they've got some great gear that they will sell you in the arena of pinball machines and jute boxes. S&B Amusements. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Jay and Sue have the brand new Texas Longhorn Schedule t-shirts. They've got the schedule glasses. They have it all at Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. And by Covert and Bastrop. Rocks and the guys were closed today, but they'll be open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. End Zone Club live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Ben is with us. Scotty Sears, of course. Ben, how are you? I'm good, Pop. Five weeks until today, college football will be back, starting off Navy-Notre Dame to kick off the season on Saturday, Saturday, August 26th. Five Saturdays, and we're there. That's fantastic. Then the Longhorns play the next Saturday when the Rice Owls come to town. We'll be uh, at uh, Dirty Martin's place after that game for a post-game show between the Rice and the Owls and the Texas Longhorns. Pop, but we got a lot to get into. we got Scotty here with us uh, remaining talking about the British Open or the Open as the peers call it. Later on, I want to get into some college football, some Big 12, maybe some new uh, agreements they have on the days of football. Let's start with the British Open, though. Brian Harmon lead, leading 12 under uh, from Royal Liverpool. Or what were we all calling it in the, in the first Hoy, show? Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. Hoy Lake. It's yeah. a suburb of Liverpool. Yeah, it's about 20 miles out. You get on the train and you go to you go to Royal Liverpool. But Brian Harmon minus 12, Cam Young minus 7, John Rahm at minus 6, and a whole host of golfers including Jason Day and Tommy Fleetwood and Antoine Rozier of France and Seb Strzok at minus five. A lot uh, of nationalities. A lot, a lot, a lot. Cover the first ten bases there. You're exactly right. We got an Austrian. We got a Frenchman. We got some Englishmen. We got Australian. We got a guy from Norway, and we got a guy from the the deep woods of Georgia. We even got an Indian. Uh, that's right. Sabar Sadaka is uh, in in there too in the top ten. Uh, our guys. Jordan Spieth is at minus two. Scotty Scheffler at plus four. In the before the break. Scotty made his prediction. You think who will have host the Claret Jug tomorrow afternoon? I'm not going to bet against Brian Harmon the way he's playing with a five-stroke lead. And, and the reason I'm not going to bet against him is not that the pressure won't get to him, but he's got such an amazing short game. He's a really good putter, and his short game is very good. If he didn't have that, I mean, Roy's had trouble with his wedge. And his putting, you know, so it's a little, it's a, of course, I never bet against Rory either, but not this week. For a guy who's been putting so well and has a beautiful stroke, he's using a hubcap for a putter. What the heck is <laughs> he, that? He's always had that, that massive face putter 
right? I don't know how you would have any feel with something like that. It's very strange to me. What do, what do you putt with it? I putt with uh, Scotty Cameron. I, I've got an Adele putter I love, too. Yeah. So, But, th- but this really is a huge, huge putter. Yeah, it, it is strange. I, I've always noticed that and laughed because if you watch him take the putter out of the bag or his caddy do it, it's like he's taken out like a, like a, a whole head. You got to take. It's got the biggest uh, cover on it. It is a l- very large, abnormally large putter. So, Scotty, you think uh, that Brian Harmon is going to hold on? Ben, you just mentioned it before the break. Cameron Young's going to come back. I, you know, I I, I will. I, I don't have a dog in this hunt. My dogs were Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler. I want them to win the tournaments, but I would not be disappointed if Brian Harmon won or Cameron Young won. I don't want John Rahm to win. I'm sorry to say that. He's won his major this year. Jason Day's won a major. I just I, I want an American to win, but I get the sneaking feeling that Cameron Young is hitting the ball so well, he could sneak up and do what Cameron Smith did last year and maybe shoot five or six under par while Brian Harmon shoots even par. Well, not only that, but uh, y'all, y'all have been around longer than I am. How often have... A Wyndham Clark won uh, uh, U.S. The US Open. Open. He won that. A relative unknown first-time major winner. How often are we seeing two first-time major winners win in a single year? It, it, it's it's happened in some British Opens. We talked about this guy earlier this week, Ben Curtis, who won. Yeah. Ben, ben Curtis, who then disappeared. There was a guy from Arlington. Remember Todd Hamilton? Todd yeah. Hamilton won, and he disappeared. So it's very seldom in the British Open. It, it mostly comes in the PGA when you've got, like, the, the Sean McKeels of the world who will win. But who, who if, if it's Harmon or if it's Cameron Young, this has made their career. This is their career. Well, and Wyndham Clark made his career. He did, yes. At, at, by winning the U.S. Open. Well, Scotty, you know, we were talking off air about Brian Harmon. His, he's had a very good history in the majors he was tied for second in the u.s open he's been top 10 in damn near every single major tournament over his career it's not a shocker but this was not somebody that had great odds going into the weekend so it is still going to be a pretty big surprise looking at i feel like over the last few years guys we've a trend has been there are 15 guys that can win week in week out especially the majors He's never yeah. one of those names that's mentioned. No, he's not mentioned because he's not a lurker. He's kind of a guy that hangs around, and he's had a brilliant career. It's got, what, $28 million he's won? Yeah, he's won $28 million, and uh, I don't, that can get your teeth fixed with $28 million, you know? Yeah, and, and Ben, we, were, we haven't done the weather forecast yet because I think if the weather's okay, and today was, a, I mean, over there it's a bluebird day yeah uh without so much wind without a lot of heavy rain except for some of the early guys that went off i think the better the conditions the more it helps brian Harmon. well i mean i'll give you right now i mean according to whatever weather app i have that's generic it's 50 percent all day long it's saying that it's going to be raining at some point all day long in that in that area at hoy lake it's not going to be great weather, and that makes – I don't know about the wind, but that makes me wonder, does it benefit Brian Harmon or does it hurt Brian Harmon? Because I said before the show started, guys, I think we were talking off air, I think Brian Harmon, all he has to do is have a boring 
maybe one under round and, or even, and he has this under wraps. Fairways and greens. Scotty, and you, dis- you disagreed with me because we saw it last year. I still think Brian Harmon, if he goes out there and shoots even or one under, he has a chance and a pretty good chance of winning this. Well, it, except for the fact that he has John Rahm, one of the top five players in the world. Number two in the world. Number yeah. two in the world. And Cameron Young, who's hot, who finished second last year in the British Open and, you know, didn't have a lot of putts go in today, so maybe they go in tomorrow. I think Harmon's got to shoot a couple under to make sure he wins. When we come back, I want to talk about the two most disappointing players today, and it pains me to mention one is named Jordan and the other is named Tommy. But we'll talk about those players and much, much more. I'm Ed Clements and Ben Clements and Scotty Sayers broadcasting live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret Tiger. She is back at the studio. The End Zone Club proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman Attorneys at Law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, S&B Amusements, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, and by Colbert and Bastrop. We'll have more from the Cabaret Plus. We'd love your calls at 512-836-0590. That's 512-836-0590. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ. Our show proudly brought to you by Colbert and Bastrop. Rocks and the guys will be open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. If you're getting ready for Longhorn football, as we all are, they've got the latest in Longhorn gear. At Sue Patrick, they've got the Longhorn scheduled T-shirts and uh, glasses. Go by and see Jay and Sue at Sue Patrick. S&B Amusements, if you love pinball machines or jute boxes or anything else, uh, S&B Amusements and my friend Steve Brunson will take care of you. New and used, and they'll repair all your jute boxes and pinball machines at S&B Amusements. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug Boney and crew, locations throughout Austin and Central Texas. A great Texas barbecue and the best side dishes in town. Pokey Joe's Barbecue and by Howery, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. They're located in the shadow of the University of Texas. If you need help, Randy Howery is the man for you. Ed and Ben and Scotty, let's talk about, I hate to say this, but the two most disappointing players today to me were Jordan Spieth and Tommy Fleetwood. On a day when you could score uh, at Royal Liverpool, at Hoylake, this was uh, right there in front of him, and neither Jordan nor Tommy Fleetwood got the job done. Let's talk about Jordan Spieth first. I made the comment during the, uh, the 15th club. Seems to me he scores better when he hits it sideways. He's hitting fairways, but he's not making any putts, Scotty. Well, there was, a, there, there was a time when Jordan was like our friend Ben Crenshaw and where he would miss fairways, miss greens, get it up and down, make some amazing birdies, and you, he hits the ball a certain way, and then he shoots 68, and you go, how did he do that? Now he's hitting the ball pretty good, but he's not scoring good. I mean, it's, it is the opposite, It is right? a really weird deal, but, Ben, he must have missed, what, Scotty, six putts? A lot of them, yeah. Six or seven putts. He's at minus two. He could be in the thick of things right now. Which is ironic because if you all remember, when he came out on tour and he had immediate success, people were saying, by God, is he going to be the greatest putter of all time? Yeah. Seems like slowly over the past four seasons that putter has disobeyed him, and it went from him being the greatest putter alive to – where, where is his short game? I, I know if Mark Brooks were here, he'd be jumping down our throat, you know, because Mark is a big defender of Jordan. But, gosh, it's just hard. It was painful to watch today. He's also, guys, and 
Scotty, you know, Dad, you know, he's a victim of circumstance. One of those guys that he had so much immediate success, how hard is it to live up to that the rest of your career? It's, you know what I mean? He was really young. He won many majors. It's kind of like Brooks Kepka, but Brooks continues to win. But Jordan, people thought he was the greatest putter of all time in his early years. When he was in his early 20s, he won multiple majors. He had two at the same time, but all of a sudden, he's not living up to that. So people are saying, has he lost it? Is he Six gonna... years since his last major. Exactly. He's, he's a year older than me. I'm only 28. He's not that old. And we say that. It's been six years since he won. The guy's 29, 30 years old. He's still fairly young in his professional career. It's got to he, be frustrating. He's going to win. He's going to win more majors. He will. He's a streaky putter. He'll get so, it back together and he'll get on a good streak. Now Roy's nine years out from his last major. Yeah, he's older. He's consistently among the greatest in the world. He might be behind Tiger Woods, the most famous golfer, most popular golfer in the world. He's the one that you got to worry about, thinking, is he going to win again? Well, you know, I've been so close. I mentioned Jordan and and Tommy Fleetwood, but I think you, know, you got to put Rory in that deal, too, because it was a day to score, and Rory didn't score today. Well, we haven't talked much about Tommy Fleetwood, so let's go back and, yeah. and say something. Yeah. He lives 30 minutes from Royal Liverpool. Thank you. And had a, had a good finish in the U.S. Open last month and everybody thought man this this guy's got to be one of the favorites was he trying too hard is this too much pressure trying to win in what's basically your hometown yeah yeah it took my word scotty i think he's been the biggest disappointment starting five under round one my god this guy's gonna do it yeah he said boring even rounds today he, he had, had a, had a he bogey had, and a bogey he a had birdie six, and a bogey. 16 pars a birdie and a bogey today yeah. boring round you thought this guy who grew up playing this course, one of his best friends was a member 30 miles away, would know this course like the back of his hand and would be able to score 67 on command. But big, big disappointment out of Tommy. Can you want it too much is, is the yeah. question. Like like Rory last year at St. Andrews, Tommy this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, that's a that's a heavy it's, burden. It, Jordan, crowd loved Jordan Spieth and Austin at the uh, at the Del Del match play. play. See, yeah. I think he's too far back. I think Tommy's too far back. It, he's seven shots back. He'd have to go. He'd have to go 63, and a lot of guys would have to not Which shoot Which he low. did the last it, round of the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah. But according to y'all's buddy, Vern Lundquist, last show was on. By the way, check out the podcast of the 15th Club. <laughs> it's not a. It's live radio. There's a podcast that's affiliated, Scotty. You I know. Should, you know that. We posted it. But that. check that out with Vern Lundquist last uh, last hour. It was great. Vern Lundquist said, if you are outside of six, stro- six strokes from the lead, you're out of it. That only leaves, if my calculations, one, two, two guys. Two people, Cameron only Young and John Rahm. Yeah. According to Vern Lundquist, who knows golf pretty dang well, have the chance to win this tomorrow. I get the sneaking feeling that you're going to see a Tommy Fleetwood shoot really low tomorrow. I don't know if he can catch Brian Harmon. I think you're going to have you're going to have some low runs tomorrow. And by the way, there's a great pairing for Jordan Spieth at 6:30 Austin time tomorrow. Jordan Spieth and Max Homa. That is a good pairing because two Americans and they know each other. I think that's a wonderful pairing for Jordan Spieth tomorrow. I I agree. I mean, but they're not going to win the tournament, so it'd, no. be, it'd be fun to watch. But now there's a you know Sepp Strakva. 
who won recently. And he and Tommy are playing tomorrow together. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's probably going to be on the European Ryder Cup team, even though he he's kind of is Austria is Austria eligible? I guess for Seth that. Strapka? Is it, he's is European? It, he's Austrian. I know he's Austrian. Is, is Austrian in the mix there? Is that one of the countries that can Aust- do that? Oh, you said Austria. I thought you said Australia. No, yes, he's, he's Austrian. Of course, Austria is okay. in the mix. It's I just, Europe. I didn't know if they because that was the land of Hitler a long time ago. I don't know if they still allow <laughs> allow Germans in there. Well, yeah, I'd put Sepp Strapka in there if he I could, was Luke Donald. Well, but he could have a hot round. He's the kind of streaky player, yeah. like a Fleetwood, that could go 63, 64, right? Yeah, we're really proud of the Texas Longhorns, but, man, all these Georgia guys in this deal. Sepp Straka, Brian Harmon, that's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. But, yeah. Tommy, I hope Tommy, for the home folks, have a really has a really good round tomorrow because he, I think he wants it desperately. He's never won on the PGA Tour. Hey, off the top of y'all's heads. Can y'all remember a player that won a major I can't. near in his hometown? Shane Lowry. When we were in uh, in, in, yeah. in Scotland, Shane Lowry won. When he won the, in Ireland. He well, won the British Open in Ireland. How yeah. about Larry Mize? He won the Masters, and he's from Augusta. Larry Mize yeah, won in Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. But speaking, you, you brought this up earlier, Ben, about what could happen, and you think back to the uh, final round of Augusta when Dick Faldo caught – Greg Norman, and Greg Norman had a colossal, what was that, Scotty? Was that a six or seven shot lead? Yeah, I think it was in 96, and and nobody gave, no, nobody gave Faldo a chance. Yeah, yeah. And then Norman shoots 76, and Faldo shoots 67, and Faldo won by three. I think it was a six shot lead. Yeah. Well, it can, it can happen tomorrow because yeah. Brian Harmon is at 12, uh, Cameron Young is seven, and we again, last year at St. Andrews, Rory shot what even par? He shot seventy. Shot yeah. seventy, and it was Cameron Cameron Smith who went wild. Yeah. You know, I also there, there's a part of me. I'm just kind of spitballing here. There's a part of me that thinks for the Europeans, for a, a person from the UK, the British Open means so much more to one of them than it might mean to an American. The way that the Masters means to maybe somebody from Georgia. You want to win that. That's your home tournament. It's the biggest thing. For somebody from the U.K., the Open is the original major. It is their home major. It I is. think for somebody like Tommy, it, 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 almost, it, it's almost too big for you to comprehend that. You get way ahead of yourself. It is, but somebody like a Ben Crenshaw or a Tom Watson or a Jordan Spieth, the British Open, because of their love for history, right. like Arnold Palmer or Nicholas, it meant just as much, I think, to them as even a home country. Scott, I, I or think so too. Because Ben came so close, so yeah. many times. Our friend Mark Brooks, you know, hit one OB on number 16 at St Andrews in '95. So it means a lot. But, but yeah. again, to, to win a British Open, Ben Curtis, who you told me this week, Ben, is now his kid's high school golf coach. Yeah. That was his bright, shining moment. He will always have the yeah. claret jug, yeah. a replica of his house. In his house, it's just—it's unbelievably special to win a tournament that Bobby Jones won, that Jack won, that Arnie won. And poor Thomas Bjorn—that's the year he left it in the bunker a couple of times when Ben Curtis won, right? Yeah. Is that the year? That was the year. That's yeah, 2003 when Ben Curtis won. Now he dropped everything, retired early, hasn't played a tournament since 2017. He's now a high school coach for his kids. And I—I I, I read a great article in Golf Digest. He was interviewed a couple months ago, and he said they asked him, you know, the are you, are you going to play? Are you going to play? And he says, I'm done playing. I don't want to take a spot. 
when I'm going to shoot a couple 79s, when there's a there's a kid out there that needs to play, wants to play, I'm not going to take his spot. And I really respect Ben Curtis for that. I do too. And I'll tell you some weird trivia at British Open. Todd Hamilton, the guy that won it, trained beat Ernie Els. Yeah. Hit that little rescue club around the greens instead of putting around the greens. Our friend Brad Leland claims he has that rescue club and wow. bought it at a used club Is shop. Is that right? So Todd Hamilton, haven't heard from him, have you? No. Have, have you you know who Todd Hamilton is, Ben? No. No, he, this guy. He won of, the British Open He won Troon. the British Open at Troon out of complete nowheresville. Hey, real quick, <laughs> this is random. Um, with the British Open this week, Carnoustie is, one, is known for one of the most devastating collapses ever. John Valjean. No, 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 no. John Vandervelt. John was John Vandervelt. Late Miz. Yeah, that's Late Miz. But do you, do you think, do you think, <laughs> that's what I say, do you think he watches this? Yeah, I like, think he. Do you because, think he watches? Because Antoine Ro- Rozier, uh, a Frenchman, is in the field. So I know, but this has got to be just. I will say this about John Van Bell. He played great for 71 holes. Yeah. 71. He yeah. played his tail off. He yeah. should have. Until the ravine. Have, and and, have and Justin up. Leonard should have won that tournament, too. we got to take yeah. a break. After this break, more on the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Ben Clements, along with Scotty Sayers. We're at the Deep Eddie Cabaret. Back after this, the news on KLBJ. Proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop. Rocks and the guys will be open at 11 tomorrow morning. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Jay and Sue have the latest in Longhorn gears. They've got the Longhorn scheduled T-shirt and commemorative glass. It is fantastic. That's Sue Patrick. S&B Amusements, if you need a pinball machine repaired, as they're repairing our pinball machine, Go see Steve and the gang at SB Amusements. They also have jute boxes and new and used equipment you can buy at SB Amusements. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, wonderful Texas barbecue, brisket rib sausage, uh, the greatest side dishes in town, all at Pokey Joe's Barbecue. And by Howry Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. If you get in trouble tonight, call Randy Howry, Howry Breen and Herman. They're located in the shadow of the University of Texas. Okay, guys, real quick, Scotty, you're still with us. I want to ask you all something because, you know, I've always wondered this. So we're watching right now the Barracuda Championships going on. We're watching Bo Haas right now take a drive. But what are y'all's thoughts on while this Barracuda, the PGA Tour continues. There's a PGA Tour tournament going on right now while the British Open's going on, and all the top players are over in England in the British Open. And this is kind of the time to strike. If you're a lesser-known player in the PGA, if you're low on the on the rankings, you don't have a lot of points, this is your time to strike. A, have they always done this where there's a, a regular tournament going on with a major? And B, I, do you think these players, guys, circle this, that, hey, the big names are gone. This is my time to go win a tournament or get the big points. Absolutely. I mean, back when we were... Uh, Oh, let's say 35 years ago, there was an opposite Masters event called the Magnolia Classic. Yeah. And they don't play an opposite Masters event anymore. But, you know, the tour has has very often had had alternate events. I mean, they have the the one in Puerto Rico that's up against some. they've, They've had some that, you know, it's a little better than winning a Corn Ferry event. 
maybe, and the money spends just as well as sure it anything. Does. But and they get they get a lot of points for this. I'm I I'm not sure if they get in the Masters for this or not. No, I don't. They I don't, don't. I don't think so. Not in an alternate field tournament. So this is called the Barracuda. Whenever there's a tournament during a major, it's called an alternate. Well, that's what they used to call them. I think they don't like to refer to it as that, but yeah, it is. Yeah. And let me give you a little history too, Ben, uh, because 53 years ago today, I was at the Crest Hotel here in Austin. Scotty, the Crest Hotel on Cesar Chavez. Yeah with my father and my sisters watching the British Open because that's when the British Open ended on Saturday. And 53 years ago today was a really great friend of Scotty's, Doug Sanders, missed a one-and-a-half-foot putt on the 72nd hole bin mm -hmm. at St. Andrews. It was a little, it was maybe two feet four inches. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it, short. It was the saddest thing I've, I've ever seen in golf. Sadder than the Scott yeah. Hope miss. About the same length. Yeah, though. but he was against Jack Nicholas, and they ended on missed a two-foot putt, and they went to the playoff the next day, and Jack beat him by one shot. Well, I just asked this because, you know, I'm looking at the leaderboard. I don't recognize many people, Bo Hostler, Joel Damon, Akshay Bhatia. I don't recognize many guys, but it, it seems to me that if you're one of those guys that's fighting to get to the playoffs or whatever, you see this moment, you look, you circle this and say, this is my time, get ready, this is my major to go win and get that credibility. And get status. Jeff Ogilvie, the former U.S. Open winner, is playing there. Yeah. Three UT guys for Telly, Hickok, and Gribble didn't make the cut. I mean, wow. Hostler did, but those three guys. Yeah. The bottom line is you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, man. And it's 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 there for them, even though you want the glamour of the British Open, the prestige of the British also, Open. Also, it kind of makes me wonder, and this is very probably negative talk, how do those tournaments survive? Because a big thing about tournaments is driven. You want to go see the stars. That's how you get the fans out. The Barracuda, there's not a single person that they, they have 75. A, they have a sponsor. They're on television. Yeah. That's it. And sometimes those sponsors have used those alternate events as a placeholder to get in line for a big event on tour, right, Ed? I mean, right. That, that happened right. a few times. Some sponsor that, that just couldn't fit their way in. Yeah. And eventually they got it. So. Okay, real quick, let's get back to the British Open. Can I say one more can yeah, I, yeah, one yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I want to say good luck to our friend Omar Uresti, yeah. who is in Wales now preparing for the British Senior Open next week in Wales. Omar is in the field. He's never played over there before. And I saw a picture on Facebook of our friend Omar. He's going over there. Home of Princess Diana. That's exactly right. He's going wow. to Wales to play over there for the Senior British Open. Maybe he'll get paired with Ian Wooster. May he win. May he, may he, he might do that. But Omar, of course, is a former winner of the Firecracker. We saw him a few weeks ago at yeah. the Champions well, Center. Well, good so, for him. That's yeah. great. And that's always fun to watch, too. It is really fun to watch. Okay, so back to the British Open. Before we get to our winners, Scotty, you've already given us yours. And I'm kind of iffy on Cam Young. But we heard Vern Lundquist say nobody below six strokes of lead can win it. What do you all think? I'm going to guess that. My prediction right now is that Brian Harmon's going to choke tomorrow. He's going to shoot a 73. That opens up that gap way. What is going to be the number that has a chance to win? I, 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 let me jump in here first. I, I think 
that Cameron Young has a great chance to win this because of the way he's striking the ball. He but does. But what's the number? What is the what is the lowest number that can win this tomorrow? Five. Five. Because there's a guy to me who's lurking that has not won a major before, but he plays. He's one of my favorite golfers. I will say, out of this group of the fives, Victor Hovland. Okay. Victor Hovland has a chance to yeah. make a big move. He's got to go 64-65, but that's the only way. He's got to go 64-65. Uh, Brian Harmon has to shoot 72-73-74. Which he and can. He, he has got to hope that Rom, you know, shoots a 70 and Cam Young shoots a 70. So, But I think, to me, out of the five group, I love Tommy Fleetwood, but I think Victor Hovland is the guy who can make a move tomorrow. Scotty? I think, I think if you're talking about the fives, Fleetwood and Stropka, you know, is – I do not like Sepp because Sepp is, you know, even though he's from he's from Austria, he came over here when he's a little kid. He's but he not won used recently, to, right? He's not used to these golf courses, though, Scotty. He's not used to the English golf course. He's not used to it. Here's my thinking. Those guys that are that are playing before Cam and Brian Arman P- post a score. Got, no, 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 no. You've got to hope that Cam Young is playing out of his ass. To put a little bit of fear into Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon's never won. If he sees his partner birding the first three of the first five holes, it's going to put a little fire in him. It's going to worry him. you got to hope that Cam Young is on his A game to throw off Brian Harmon. Then maybe he'll shoot that 72, 73, 74, and you have a chance. They gotta hope that that Cam Young is on his A game tomorrow to intimidate Brian Harmon. Can we also talk about the final three holes, 16 and 17 and 18? Uh-huh. 17 is the par three, only 130 yards. But if the wind comes up, the elements come up, that's a tough hole. But to me, 18 is the key. We saw uh, Brian Harmon today had the anti-hook shot on yeah. his tee ball, gotten the gunch and barely made a five, and. Can I talk about this right now? They've got the ridiculous out-of-bounds, in uh, internal out-of-bounds, which I, it's 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 stupid. the rough. It's the rough, it's the and rough. they've made the out-of-bounds that should be inbounds, Scotty. I've never seen that before. Well, it's a, it's a local rule, and as an architect, I mean, as a, as a part of an architecture team, I don't do the creative, but anyway, I don't. I don't think we've designed a course with interior out of bounds. It's ridiculous. Well, they've got a practice. They've got a practice area that makes it normal for that course to have the interior out of bounds. Have you seen the overhead and the practice area and stuff? But I'm like Ben. If you've got that rough area, why not move the stakes exactly. a little bit for the tournament? Yeah. But see, that that's what I'm talking about. If if it's yeah. if it's tight in late in the day tomorrow and 17. Just a delicate, you know, uh, gap wedge, something like that. Then 18, which is a par five with Ob1 Kenobi on the right side. And we saw, we, we saw, saw, we saw Terrell, Terrell Hatton make a nine. He goes, he goes far left, goes far right, goes far left again. Justin Thomas made a nine and 18 too. Yeah, it so can happen. So that could be a Jean Van, Jean Valjean or Jean Valjean. So you're gonna throw that into. Brian Harmon's head. No, I'm not going yes, to. I, I love the guy, but he hit it he left today. He hit the anti-hook I with know. the left hand. I, I will also say this about Brian Harmon, and I told you this before the show, Scotty. He's been compared to, to Patrick Canley on, I don't know what hole it was. He was teeing off, and a lot of guys do a wiggle. And oh, look. oh, man. 
He did the wiggle and look before he teed off, and there was no wind, Scotty. I looked again. Wiggle, look. Oh, no. 11 times. Ah. Oh. It took him, Mito Pereira it took is him a minute and 35 seconds to tee off. That's uh -oh. a long time to stand over the ball. Okay, let's just, okay. He lost a lot of fans today. Okay, with, uh, I, 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 but let's hope Brian Harmon doesn't have a John Vanderbilt. No, I, I, you know, I, I, again, moment. again, I'll be happy if Brian Harmon wins or Cameron Young wins. We need the cup to come home. We need to come back to the United States. Yeah, yeah. We need an American. We need an American to win. I remember the Scotty, you and I were together with Ben Crenshaw at Barton Creek Country Club having lunch when Justin Leonard won yeah. the British Open, and Justin had no family over there. It was. Uh, his Justin and his late caddy Bob Reifke, a great guy. He's, Justin had no family there, Ben. It was really, really, he and Bob were there. And that's all it was. And we were having hamburger there at Barton Creek when he won his British Open. Yeah. Was it 96, 98? Probably 96, yeah, 96 something like that. Yeah. That train. Hold yeah. on. How many Texans have won the British Open? Y'all know? Top of your head? Uh, ben Hogan. Ben Hogan. Did Byron win? Uh, Lee Trevino. I don't think Byron Nelson Lee played Trevino. It very much. Trevino. Lee Trevino won. Uh, Buck Rogers, Bill Rogers. Yeah, for sure. 84. So at least four. At least Bill four. Rogers at a 81. 81. Royal St. George. Yeah, Royal St. George's, yeah. Wait, Jordan? Jordan. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So at least five. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look it up at the break. But we will. Anyway. And we need to take a break. After this break, we're going to touch on college football because it's right around the corner. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ. Brought to you by S&B Amusements, Sue Patrick, Covert Bastrop, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, and Howie Breen and Herman. Back with more right after this. Covert and Bastrop and by Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law. We've been talking about the British Open that will conclude tomorrow early on. It should conclude around 1.30 Austin time. Brian Harmon, who's a native of Georgia, played uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs, is at minus 12. Cameron Young is five shots off the pace at minus seven. John Rahm, who had a brilliant 63 today, is six shots back. Then a whole host of characters are at minus five, including Victor Hovland and Jason Day and Tommy Flute. But we haven't talked about John Rahm very much. Can John Rahm put together two spectacular rounds. I wish Mark Brooks was here because I would like to hear from a PGA pro how difficult it is to put back-to-back -back brilliant rounds together, Scotty. Well, it is. I mean, historically it is, but a guy like John Rahm can do it. Um, I wouldn't put it past him for sure, and he was on a roll all the way through his round today. Yeah. It never, never wavered, but it is Ed, like you say, you don't see it that often. But I think, Ben, too, if, if John Rahm gets off to a big start, that's when that's when uh, Brian Harmon will go gulp. Yeah, He's got the number two player in the world right behind him lighting it up. Exactly. If, if I am Brian Harmon, not looking at a scoreboard, and B, I'm not paying attention to what my partner is doing. I'm not going to pay attention to Cam Young, because if Cam Young starts out hot, it could rattle Brian Harmon's chain, so I'm Sticking to myself, no leaderboard looking. I'm going to play my game, and I'm going to shoot a, a one-under, and I'm going to hope to win. Well, if he shoots one-under, I think he will probably win. 13-under would be an awful good score to, to target. That would mean that Cam Young would have to shoot 64, right? And yeah. Cam would have to shoot 63. Right? Yeah. Okay, real quick, guys, before we got to switch over real quick, talk a little bit of football, but before we go, 
our final predictions. Uh, let's go around the horn. Scotty, you going to stick with Brian Harmon? I am. I'm going to, you know. Wait, uh, Brian Harmon, what, what score? Total score. I'm going to say he ends up 14 under. I'm going to say he shoots 200 tomorrow. Ooh, it's hard to overtake five, five strokes. Um, I still think. I like what Cameron Young did last year at St. Andrews. I'm going to say Cameron Young comes back and unfortunately clips Brian Harmon at the end. Score? Uh, Brian Harmon, uh, let's see, it's uh, Cameron Young will win at 13 under par. Okay, I'm saying Cam Young, 11 under, wins it. I think Brian Harmon shoots three over. Cam Young wins it at 11, 11 under tomorrow. Fair? Again, I think the weather's, yeah. the weather's going to be a factor, what, what Harmon shoots, especially. Yeah. Real quick, we're going sh- to switch gears before I have to go. Pop, you and I talked about this earlier in the week, and I want to get your opinion and Scotty's about the Big 12 and some potential changes in the future, that being a possible Thursday night and Friday night Big 12 football game in college football. There, I want to know y'all's opinion on Thankfully, this. Thankfully, we won't be a part of it because Texas yes. will be in the SEC, but I think it's terrible. Yeah. Thursday night and Friday night are high school football nights. Come on, Big 12, don't be Mickey Mouse and don't go to Thursday or Friday. Stick with Saturday because the Big 12 is about to be expanded because I believe in the next five months you're going to see Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah coming to the Big 12. And, and UNLV I'm, will go to the Pac-12. Exactly. I mean, they're going to have to pick up some Exactly. And I think Oregon and Washington will end up in the in, in the Big 10. Yeah. Don't do that Mickey Mouse. I, I just don't think it's it's the right thing to do. I agree with you, Ed, that Friday night is high school football night. If they put a Big 12 game up on Thursday night, I'm watching it. Why not? The NFL does it. Yeah. They but do you're, it. Go, you're going against the NFL, too, if you do that. Depends on what the game is. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Uh, NFL training camp gets underway next week uh, all around the country. I don't know if you guys have seen this. We'll talk about I don't think, Ben, you have not. The quarterbacks. Have you seen no. the quarterbacks on Netflix? It no. is It is a terrific series. The, the way they promoted that, it was it was like a lot of the personal life. I saw a lot of Brittany Mahomes, and I didn't want to watch it. But you've been raving about it, Pop, about the insides to the top quarterbacks in the NFL. It's almost like a hard knocks, but specifically the quarterbacks. Let me tell you, this was better than hard knocks. Much, much better. It was Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Kirk Cousins of Minnesota, and Marcus Mariota of the Falcons. Of course, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And yeah, Pat's wife, Brittany's in there a lot, and his brother and his crazy father. Interesting watching. I come away from watching this that Kirk Cousins is a cool dude. Kirk Cousins, the, the quarterback for Minnesota, is what you want a quarterback to be. His preparation, he loves his family, he loves God. It, this guy was tremendous. Poor Marcus Mariota from the Atlanta Falcons left Atlanta in December when he got replaced and never came back. Well, you know, it's funny because you know we talk about this quarterback show, and Hard Knocks is a very famous NFL football TV show, you know, in the preparations for the season, back to golf, what Netflix put out, <laughs> what Netflix put out, um, full swing, full swing, I think that surpasses any sports documentary maybe ever made, especially looking back, looking up to next season with the live and PGA merger, I thought... PGA did a hell of a job. It's a great show. It's great. I wouldn't say it's better than 30 
30 for 30. I mean, their okay, well, pretty good, though. Fair, but it's good. In it's terms, very good. In man. terms of a season or a, a multiple episode yeah. docu-series, because Hard Knocks has had its moments. It's kind of staggered the past few seasons. Well, when you, it depends what team it is. They had the, yeah. with the Lions last year. It should be good this year. They got the Jets this year with and, Aaron Rodgers. And, and Netflix and the PGA got really lucky that Liv happened. And so they had a really... Yeah, great. Good, good versus evil. <laughs> a great good versus I'm, evil. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to close my mouth because you said you were watching this NFL quarterback show. Yeah. And that you didn't want to see Big 12 football on Thursday night. No. No. <laughs> you wouldn't watch it? Yeah, what? <laughs> what? No, what? I, I would watch this because there's no football now. But pa- no, but if they did it, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, no, I, I would watch Thursday night, but it would make me mad with Friday night for the high school Okay, football. yeah, exactly. Thursday night, fine. Yeah. Half yeah. the time the NFL has... Awful game, candy ass games like the yeah. the the Lions versus the Bears. Thursday night at college football. If it's two good teams, that's fantastic. Yeah. Friday, stick high with school. stick yeah. with high school. Yeah, uh, it's historic. Agree. Longhorn football team reports in a few weeks. Uh, we talked about it last week on this show, fellas, about high hopes for the Texas Longhorns. I see no Longhorns here at the Deep Eddy Cabaret, which is a good sign. They're out working out, or they're not here at the Cabaret, but. I still think this is going to be so interesting this Longhorn football season because their expectations are so sky high this year, Scotty. Ten and three is as my hope. What do you think? Well, uh, I'm. I'm you're, you're, is that with the bowl game? They play twelve regular season games, so yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a step in the right direction. Oh, it would be. And with yeah. what we've got coming forward in the next few years, unless and Ben, back me up here if you believe this. They have to be in the Big 12. If they're not in the Big 12 championship, this is a bad season for Steve Sarkeesian. Yes, it is. Yeah. OU dwindling. TCU lost everybody. Texas has the most returning starters. They have the most experienced quarterback. Yeah. This is the time to strike for Steve Sarkeesian. If they don't make it to the Big 12 championship, failure with a capital P-H. Yeah, I agree because they've got all the great wide receivers. They've got Jalen Ford and the defense. Yep. The defense is going to be better. It's a favorable schedule. They've got Alabama in week two. They're at TCU. Also, they've real, got K-State. Real quick, we have 30 seconds. Texas basketball not hosting Kansas next year. Yeah. I want to I want to break a window. Oh, man, it's a terrible deal. The new Big 12 with all the teams. Texas will go to Kansas, but Texas will not have Kansas at the Moody Center. Scotty? Texas will not have TCU at the well, Moody it's Center. it's payback for them leaving. Of course it's payback yeah. for them leaving the Big 12. That's, That's probably right. Like the Big 12 forgets that, that the Texas and Kansas is a big rivalry now, and they will never see Kansas and Austin ever again. We never will unless, Sorry, it's, fans. unless it's a non-conference game. Hey, we got to go. A lot of fun. Thanks for Inger and all the great staff of the Deep Petty Cabaret. Thanks to our sponsors, Howard Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, SNB Amusement, Sue Patrick, and by Colbert and Bastrop. For Scotty and for Ben, I'm at Clement. See you next week on Sports Saturday on KLBJ.